Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday morning devotional. So I'm um, still wrestling the phones to open up on the social media platforms. This thing is too close to my face. All right. So welcome. Uh, let me just give a few seconds for people to log on. I'm going to just go to Acts chapter 4 this morning. And uh, let me just see. Yeah. I'm going to talk about grace and the power of God. So the power of God comes by grace. The power of God works by grace. It works by the righteousness of Jesus and not by our righteousness. The power of God is because of what he has done and not because of what we have done. Okay? So, okay. See, there's a few others logged on as well. Good morning, everybody. Okay, so I want to just jump to Acts chapter 3. And in Acts chapter 3, there was this lame man uh, that was brought to the gate called Beautiful at the temple to beg. And as they're carrying along, here comes Peter and John at the hour of prayer on their way to the temple to pray. And um, so uh, they healed the man. So Peter said, he didn't say, uh, look to Jesus or imagine or just think, oh, we are nothing. It's, it's not us. He said, look on us. Look on us. Silver and gold, verse 6, I do not have, but what I do have, that I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady. So boldly he grabbed the man's hands and he pulled him up and then his ankle bones received strength. So the power of God was subject to the direction that Peter gave it. The power of God was subjected to Peter so that he could use the power of God by faith to do what God wanted him to do. All right? So he saw how Jesus operated. He walked with Jesus. So when he saw a similar situation, he just did it. But he did it in his own way, in his own personality. He just, you know, said, look on us. What we have, we give to you in the name of Jesus. Didn't say in, in the name of Peter, not in the name of, not by my own works, because I'm so great. He says, in the name of Jesus. I have received the authority by grace from Jesus. And in his name, I now command you, walk. And he pulled him up. He was adamant, you're going to walk now. So he didn't walk after he said walk. He walked after he pulled him up. And then he said, he took hold of the man, and his, at, at once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady. And leaping forth, he stood and began to walk, and he went into the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking about and praising God, and they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. 
Now, while he still firmly clung to Peter and John, all the people in utmost amazement ran together and crowded uh, uh, around them in the covered porch called Solomon's. And Peter, seeing it, answered the people, You men of Israel, <clears throat> why are you so surprised and wondering at this? Why do you keep staring at us as though by our own power or active piety we have made this man able to walk? So they could only think in terms of your own works because they were law people. They were under the covenant. They only knew Moses. Why are you so surprised that this man walks? Why do you think it's because of our righteousness, our piety, our name? He says, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant and son Jesus doing him this honor, whom you indeed delivered up and denied and rejected and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had denied him, uh, determined to let him go. But you denied and rejected, disowned the pure and holy and just and blameless one and demanded the pardon of a murderer to be granted to you. But you killed the very source, the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, through and by faith in his name, has made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong. So the name represents his authority. The name represents who he is, his ability, his personality. Everything about Jesus is represented in the name. Okay, so we know the, the word is, is exalted above the heavens, but Jesus has exalted his name, uh, the, the word above his name. Okay, his name is above all names. So when he says, in my name, they will drive out demons, we better listen. In my name, they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. We better listen. So that means we have the authority, the delegated authority to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And because of who Jesus is, Jesus responds to that because he gave us the authority. Okay, he's, He has already done it. He's already finished everything in the cross on the cross, if we now boldly stand in his name, that power is released. Okay, so the power comes through an understanding of grace of the cross. Okay, power has nothing to do with how good you are. Power has nothing to do with how nicely you, um, you didn't kick the cat, or how nicely you didn't curse in traffic, or how nicely you didn't, uh, you know, lose your your temper in pick and pay or whatever. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the ability to connect with the grace of God, the ability to receive the grace of God. That totally separate from my works, Jesus will respond to faith because he is righteous, because he is good. He paid the price. So the more we depend on him, his name, and the more boldness we have in his name, the more power coming from his name will be released when we operate. So he says, why are you so surprised? It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, so Acts chapter 4. So now because of this, obviously the scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees were very, and the, the chief priests and everyone, uh, including Annas and high priest Caiaphas, uh, they were all perplexed. They were all uh, irritated by these guys because 
if now now it's not only one doing miracles now it was all his followers doing miracles okay so now they got their hands full okay so they wanted to crush this thing down okay so verse 7 says they set the men in the midst and repeatedly demanded by what sort of power or by what kind of authority that such people as you do this healing like you're nothing you're just fishermen so how, such people as you how did you do it by what power then peter because he was filled with and controlled by the holy spirit said to them rulers of the people and members of the council if we are being put on trial here today and examined concerning a good deed done to benefit a feeble helpless cripple by what means this man has been restored to health let it be known and understood by all of you and by the whole house of Israel that in the name and through the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucified but whom God raised from the dead in him and by means of him this man is standing here before you well and sound in body what boldness standing a fisherman standing before the high priests fisherman standing before the house of Israel boldly speaking in the name of Jesus Christ verse 11 this Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you the builders but which has become the head of the corner and there is salvation in and through no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved now when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools common men with no educational advantages they marveled and they recognized that they had been with Jesus imagine people see the boldness and unfettered eloquence with which you speak the power with which you speak and people recognize that you had been with Jesus and since they saw the man who had been cured standing there beside them they could not contradict the fact or say anything in opposition hey if a sick person is healed he's healed <laughs> people can't I mean if he if he was lame and now he walks you know it kind of speaks for itself you can't really argue with it can you you know it's like people standing at the runway of an airport saying I don't believe in airplanes you know I don't believe in airplanes you know that's that's much like it is these people saying oh this miracle stopped at the last apostle there are many miracles happening every day every day in the name of Jesus through people who are bold and it is interesting that the very people who deny the miracles would not even dare speak anything in the name of Jesus they are so afraid of the name of Jesus they can't even speak it in public they can't even speak it in their families okay people who have zero boldness in the name of Jesus criticizing people who have boldness in the name of Jesus saying no this is a gimmick it can't be true there's no miracles it just doesn't really make sense does it okay so verse 15 but having ordered the prisoners to go aside out of the council the chamber they conferred and debated among themselves saying what are we to do with these men <laughs> so when there's miracles not everyone will be excited about it some people will try to stop it and try to control you so that the miracles don't happen because if there's no miracles they can control the people if there's miracles they can't control the people okay 
saying, what are we to do with these men? For that an extraordinary miracle has, has been performed and through them uh, and by them is plain to all the residents of, of Jerusalem, we cannot deny it. But in order that it may not spread further among the people and the nation, let us warn and forbid them with a stern threat to speak uh, any more uh, in the name or about this person. Okay, so imagine now, imagine you're in charge. And here comes someone, heals someone who has been crippled for all his life. Is it a good thing? Like, like Peter said, we are in trial because of a man, a good deed done to a feeble man and he's restored to health. Why would you want to stop it? If there could be miracles all over the place, why not embrace it? If there could be miracles and healings all over the place, why crush it? Why stop it? And it's so interesting to see throughout revivals um, that every time the power of God hit, there's some people in charge, some, I don't know, some high up in the chain of command in the denomination that first tries to crush it, saying, no, 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 you're getting out of line, and no, 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 you're not following the right procedure, and, no, 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 you're not respecting authority, and, no, 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 no. You're sure, but if they're not respecting authority, why would God move through them? Why would God heal the sick through them if they're not respecting authority? So who is not respecting authority? Who is not connected to the head who is the authority? Who is not operating in the kingdom of God? If there's miracles and signs and wonders, you're looking at people who are connected to the head and they are humble. They are surrendered to the head, which is Jesus. So you are looking at the body of Christ. So if you see miracles, don't criticize it. Don't try to crush it. Don't try to control it. Rather say, listen, this is awesome. How can I also jump in and do this? This is amazing. Okay? So even Simon the sorcerer, he came and he asked Peter, oh, I also want to do this and give the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands, but he offered him money. And Peter said, hey, who are you to think that you can buy the free gift of God with money? May you be cursed along with your money. I said, hey, whoa, 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 stop. He repented immediately and said, listen, may what you pray for me that what you spoke of me will not happen. So immediately he saw something great happen. People want to hit that sorcerer guy. But he repented and he wanted to bring the Holy Spirit to people, man. So that's amazing. So his reaction is much better than the high priests and the and the Pharisees that tried to stop uh, Peter and John and the, the other apostles from doing the miracles. Okay? In order that it may not spread further among the people and the nation. Why would you not have it spread? Let it spread, man. Like wildfire. Let us warn and forbid them with a stern threat to speak anymore to anyone in this name or about this person. Okay, so revival will spread among the people. Revival is a threat to the authority of religious people who worked very hard to get to the top of their ladder. <laughs> so they will try to stop it. Even uh, the revival that happened with Andrew Murray in the Cape, the, down in um, Wellington, it happened with a prayer meeting somewhere. Uh, I don't think it was even in a church. It was somewhere on a farm. 
And he at first thought they were out of line, and he started to try to stop it, and he couldn't. And then he realized, hey, this is God. And he started to embrace it. Good, wise move. <laughs> so if people in the church, if you're a church leader, and people in the church start to break through in revival, don't be unhappy that it didn't start with you. Embrace it and let God use you in it. Just go for the breakthrough. Just go for anything that is God. Sur surrender your heart to God and humble yourself before Him. Even if it comes to you through a five-year-old. Even if it comes to you through someone that, that you think it's not supposed to come through. Humble yourself and receive it. So if, if revival breaks through anywhere, in some cell group in your church, or maybe just you know someone that you least expected from somewhere in the prayer meeting breaks through in revival, embrace it. And promote it, okay? So we pray that revival will somewhere just spark and just let the whole place be set ablaze with the glory of Jesus Christ, okay? Right, so they summoned them and, and imperatively instructed them not to converse in any way or teach at all in and about the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied to them, With, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you and obey you rather than God, you must decide for yourself. But we ourselves cannot help telling what we have seen and heard. So you can decide for yourself if you agree with us or not, but we're going to be obedient to God and not to you. All right? Then when the rulers and council members had further threatened them, they let them go, not seeing how they could secure a conviction against them because of the, because of the people. For everybody was praising and glorifying God for what had occurred. Everyone praising God. Everyone, But the grumpy grumps in charge, no. Not praising God because it means they're not in control anymore. Verse 22. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. After they were permitted to go, the apostles returned to their own company and told all the priest, uh, chief priests and elders um, had said to them. When they heard it, lifted their voices together with one united mind to God and said, O sovereign Lord, you are he who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. Who by the mouth of our forefather David, your servant and child, said through the Holy Spirit, Why did the heathen, heathen become wanton and insolent and rage, and the people imagine and study and plan a vain thing? Psalm 2. The kings of the earth took their stand in array for attack, and the rulers were assembled and combined together against the Lord and against his Christ. For in this city... They actually, they actually met this Jerusalem and plotted together against your holy child and servant Jesus, whom you consecrated by anointing, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to carry out all that your hand and your will and purpose had predestined should occur. And now, Lord, now this is what I want to place emphasis on today. Observe their threats. And grant to your bond servants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly. Okay, King James. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. All boldness, full freedom. Afrikaans vrijmoedigheid. Okay, so full freedom in your, in your inner man, okay? So while you stretch out your hand to cure and to perform signs and wonders 
through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child, Jesus. So today we pray the same. Observe their threats and grant to your bondservants that with all boldness, with full freedom, that we would declare the message, your message fearlessly while you stretch out your hand to cure, to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant, Jesus. So what is the word? It's the blood of Christ in his broken body. It's forgiveness. It's healing. It's all the things of the Spirit. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's declaring his word for forgiveness of sins. As we declare it, the power. God stretching out his hand, performing signs and wonders and miracles. Okay? While you stretch out your hand to cure, to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they continued to speak the word of God with freedom and boldness and courage. They, were all, they prayed, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they kept on speaking the word with freedom and boldness and courage. So there you see the spark of revival. They prayed. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they continued to speak the word of God with freedom and boldness and courage. Okay. I want to jump to verse 33. And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace rested richly upon them all. You might as well have said, great power have rested richly upon them all. If you see power, you see grace in action. If you see power, signs, wonders, and miracles, you see grace received. It's so interesting that people want to, by their hard work, qualify for God to use them by the Holy Spirit. And they then want only them to be able to do that and not the people they minister to. That's so strange. And if people in the, in the church start doing it, then they want to crush it down. No, 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 no. It's only supposed to come through me. It's only supposed to come through me. No. Every believer, grant your servants boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand. Anyone who believes. Anyone who has boldness. So it is only by grace. Not by law. Not by tradition. Not by your 50 hours of prayer. What does it help? You pray and nothing happens. Then you didn't pray. You wasted time. But if someone who doesn't have the position can break through in something and start seeing signs and wonders and miracles, let's celebrate. Let's rejoice with it. Let's say, wow, this is God. May God use me in the same way. So if you see someone praying and they have results, just stand and agree and and say, wow, God can do that through me also. Instead of thinking, yeah, but, you know, that's not really God. Or trying to stop it or trying to outdo them. Don't do that. So let's just uh, recognize what God is doing through anyone. So may God use you more than he's ever used me. 
May He set you on fire more than He's ever set me on fire. May you break through in revival more than anyone else. Okay? And may it just spread like wildfire. I want to encourage the flame of revival to just go outside of people's control, outside of denominations, outside of, of authority structures, outside. Let Christ be in control. And may the revival just blow with the wind that is from God. And may there be signs and wonders and miracles all over. May people be so surrendered to the Holy Spirit that they will obey God and not man. All right? So it's not in all the courses, but there are some good courses. Do the courses. But if the courses are law, stop the courses. It's not by spending eight hours in prayer. But if you have a connection with God, then do spend eight hours in prayer or more. But it's not in the amount of hours. Oh, I prayed eight hours today. Okay, but where's the miracles? Okay, so it's not in praying, but it's not in not praying. It's in connection with Him. It's in surrender to Him. It's in relationship with Him. Okay? So um, it's in receiving grace. We receive grace to pray. We receive grace to minister. We receive grace to preach the gospel. So grant unto your servants boldness. So grace looks like boldness. That we speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand. Curing the sick. Healing the sick. Performing signs and wonders and miracles. By the power of the name of your holy child Jesus. Great strength and ability and power. With great strength, ability, and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of Jesus. And great grace rested richly on them all. So there's power by grace. All right. So may you receive more grace. May you see that miracle that you have been praying for for 10 years. May you see that miracle that you've been asking God for the last two years, for the last five years. Okay? How, how is it going to be released? Grant unto your servant boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand. Okay? Boldness in Him, trusting Him, it's got nothing to do with how good you were. It's got everything to do with how good He is. There are, let's change our focus away from us, our abilities, our track records, and let it be on Him and His abilities and His faithfulness. All right. Good. Right, let me just greet a few people. Hello, Janine. Awesome Monday morning. Yes, there's some rain outside. That's great. There's a lot of slow people in, this, in the streets, in the, in the cars. <laughs> okay. Um, as it is, so are we in this world. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Okay, Lindy, amen, amen. Grace, grace. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, I agree. All right. Hello, Marusa. It's like a scene. Hi, Greg. It's good to see you. Bless you, man. It's good to see you. And back. Uh, I'm trying to pronounce it right. Bless you. I hope I'm saying it right. Bless you, man. I hope you have an amazing day. So, no, it's not a man. It's a, it's a lady. Bless you, ma madam. <laughs> I hope you have an amazing day. And uh, may all of you just be blessed and walk in the power and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So send us an email and... Uh, 
let us know uh, what we can pray for. We'd like to pray for you if you have any prayer requests. Also, if you have any testimonies. And then also, um, you know, if you have any questions or just want to chat and say hi from where you are watching us from. And um, so we'll speak to you again tomorrow morning at 9. Have an amazing day. Be blessed.